0: Coming up, what an excellent day for Tim. Well, howdy folks, and welcome to Minute 20 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by terrifying minute. My name is Lester Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz and we will be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Okay, so our minute begins where our last left off, with Karis standing alone in that darkened hallway.
1: And it ends with Mary Karis welcoming her demi home.
0: Oh, and yeah, folks, uh, this minute and the next few minutes coming up are some of the hardest minutes in this movie for me. Um, mm-hmm. More than the demon stuff, more than the head spinning and the vomiting and the Captain Howdy face— this right here, these minutes, uh, with Karis and his mom are heartbreaking. Um, you see where she lives, you see the mess and the cramped space. You, you see how she is alone with only the radio to keep her company. And you see, and maybe this is the worst part you see in this minute, how happy she is to see her son.
1: Yes, there- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the worst part of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's no blame. There's, there's no reproach. It's just joy. Oh right. God, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> But before we see Mary, uh we see this house um and actually, even before we see the house, before we even see the inside, right uh we hear this music uh now, the song that plays on the radio when uh when Karis is entering his mom's house is uh "Itormo my story." my sin by rita Sacalario. so um again could this be carmen coincidence keenan you think
1: (laughs) i think it would have to be i mean we have music supervisors and and it's someone's job to yeah to look for this music
0: so yeah so then we get a look at this house um we see the small bed again showing us that she lives alone right um
1: right by the front door i mean what does that say about this place yeah Mm. because we have the we have um her cross right above her bed which is you know typical
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, and but not a cross, the, but like a, a crucifix, right? Oh, I'm sorry. So, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, just really, really quick. So difference between cross and crucifix, I might be wrong, but like it's it, the crucifix has Jesus on it. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: I was, I was being fitted for a, um, for a costume once and my character had a, a crucifix and mm. the, the costume, uh, onset costumer, my friend Kelly, uh, she says, I don't, I don't know how, which way this goes. Does, does the little man go out or, or in, <laughs> She didn't know because she she wasn't you know she wasn't a Catholic or a Christian I suppose. Wow. So So I, you know I, I, you know maybe we take that for granted, but she's like you know I, I suppose the question is does it go out so people can see it or does it go in you know is he hugging you like, I guess is like like towards you your up? heart yeah. yeah exactly wow <laughs> but yeah. You know, <laughs> you,
0: please tell me. Please tell me those were her exact words. Does the little man? Yeah, go she out said. Or? Does the little
1: man go go in her house? <laughs> oh. Like like the joke on Arrested Development, right? Where um, where maybe Fionke is is uh, trying to pretend to be a Christian uh, for some mm-hmm. reason. I forget why uh, why mm-hmm. in this episode, but she's trying to become to uh, become a Christian. And she asks her uncle Michael, "Where can I get a necklace with that lowercase T?" Oh, and he shit. says, "That's a cross." And she says, "A cross from where?" <laughs>
0: Uh, we like we we forget this right like like you know folks who've been raised uh, Christian or or have had like Christian or Catholic upbringings right Indeed. like it like like expl- try to explain any of this stuff to <laughs> to somebody who has never you know been exposed to it right and we right. don't imagine it's like oh no
1: everybody knows everybody knows but no like. <laughs> Oh, did you? Were you in? You must have been in Japan during uh, Christmas, right? Oh yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I mean, did you get to see some of those you know, oh, legendary uh, oh. Japanese Christmas ideas?
0: Do you understand the can of worms that you just opened? Well, up?
1: I have not been to Japan, and I but I'm fascinated by the idea. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Okay, folks, I I promise we're going to get to this heartbreaking scene <laughs> with this with this poor lady and her son. But I I have to tell you about Japanese Christmas. No, I mean it's 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 a little bit different. Um, they have all of the trappings of Christmas without the the religious stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Which actually you could kind of argue we have now. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's mm-hmm. very you know Christmas is a very commercialized holiday. Um, anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, <clears throat> I find it very interesting. Like, kind of what they have replaced it with the um you know the religious stuff is uh well first of all. Um, it's more of a couple's holiday over there. Oh, like, like we would look at Valentine's day. Um, (laughs) and so it's like, you know, on Christmas Eve, right. You go and you get your girl, um, you know, a present or, or she gets you a present or something like that. Like the, the family aspect is, um, not, uh, not as big as like, this is a, uh, between couples. Oh right. Um, yeah. And, uh, the, the second thing is everybody eats KFC. <laughs> I, have you heard of
1: this? That's, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always wondered if it's a legend, you know, or my, my Japanese teachers, maybe when they were in Japan 20 years ago, whether that was still the case today.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's as much a legend as like, you know, everybody, uh, you know, drinks eggnog over here on Christmas. It's like <laughs> it's, it's the thing to do, but maybe not everybody does it. I don't right. know. Uh, but I've asked several people to explain it to me, and the best I can come up with is some some marketing genius um, <laughs> pointed out the fact that you know Colonel Sanders uh, looks kind of like Santa Claus and oh. <laughs> the colors of this fast food restaurant are red and white mm-hmm. um, and you know he 's got this smiling you know santa looking <laughs> dude you know with the, with this the beard and everything and then also and then this is my contribution to that and i don 't know there 's no way to prove that i 'm right or wrong but Keenan, you remember mm-hmm. like watching those old Christmas cartoons where they gather around the table and there's this big turkey
1: and – The goose as big as Adam.
0: The right. goose as big, yeah, right? As <laughs> Tiny Tim, right? It's like the one as big as me, right? Um, and I don't know. Like from an audience member's perspective, that kind of – it could look like a, a an extra crispy uh, – <laughs> you know, piece of uh, like whole chicken or something like that. Um, I,
1: I know in America, there are people who do not like turkey and I'm sure they would much prefer a bucket of chicken, but it's not socially acceptable. Right. Here.
0: And, and, and I think that that uh, ties into the kind of like the holy or, or, or maybe not even holy, but just like like this kind of like the the solemn, maybe not even solemn, but like there's a weight to Christmas, mm-hmm. I think uh, that we have, you know, even if you're not religious, there is this kind of like you know peace on earth goodwill towards your fellow man and everything right. like that and family and and stuff like that it's one of the reasons why it it is at the same time like one of the happiest holidays but also maybe one of the the saddest most you know right. lonely holidays for some people right this this weight right um and and yeah that's not that's not so much the case over in Japan um and it's just kind of like this it's almost like you would see like Valentine's Day with KFC <laughs> um and again folks so it, like I'm, I'm only speaking, uh, you know, from my experience in Japan, right. If there is anybody else, um, you know, out there who, um, has had a similar experience or knows a little bit more about this. Uh, yeah, please, you know, write in and and educate us a little bit more. Um, but yeah, Christmas in Japan. Um, experience it go go check it out if you can um, it is it is amazing and oh my god the malls and the the stores and just the, the lights and the decorations they go all out right like it's it's ironic it, like but the, that that commercial aspect to it um, so much so much I have all these pictures of like giant Santa installations and stuff like that it's great
1: so that's yeah. the time to go to Japan not screw the cherry blossoms <laughs> <laughs> go a couple months earlier yeah see
0: Japanese you know Christmas <laughs> anytime I think is a great time to go to Japan um, yeah yeah
1: well we're not not allowed anymore for right well, no, now. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, right now. Ex- except right now, everybody be safe.
1: right Countries <laughs> right. closed.
0: Yeah, countries. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, um, and we're talking about COVID, of course. Because. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In case you're listening to this in the future, where yes, there right? is no COVID. Um, or is there? Guys, let us know.
0: Like, <laughs> If anybody's from the future, um, write us in and tell us that we're that, that it gets better. Please, please tell us that it gets better.
1: Um, yeah. So anyways, this sad woman who's yeah. being forced out of her house yeah. <laughs> that we see as being disgusting, but that to her is her home.
0: This is her home. Yeah. So we see this house and the walls are lined with photos. We see a younger Karis boxing. Um, and underneath that, we have what I assume are old boxing trophies. Uh, right. And then we have uh, two, two more photos. Uh, one of which I assume is Karis as a baby, as a toddler. And the other, I assume is a younger Mary Karis. Um, Mm -hmm. so real quick, Keenan, I always wonder about this in movies. Do you think that these could actually be, uh, Jason Miller and, uh, Vasiliki Maliaros, uh, who plays Mary? Uh, do you think that these could actually
1: be their photos? I imagine so. I mean, I, I think that, um, I think by this time people had all sorts of photos about each other, you know, it's, um, it's interesting when you look at some of like older studio movies and how much they have say like a let's say like a Betty Davis in the 1950s if she's in a movie and she has pictures of her younger self because she'd been in movies since 1930 and it'd been her job to be photographed. You know, they have they have all these different like, like clearly different, right? Because she's aged 20 years as like, here's her on a horse. Here's her on a boat. They just have that stuff because sometimes they would just take pictures of these movie stars, not even related to a movie, but just going out and and just taking publicity stills or just in case they would need them. So they would have them in in all sorts of uniforms and and anything they want. Yeah. So because these two photos are, are just sort of of them, you know, you know, posing as opposed to like. The obviously the ones of him boxing or Jason Miller during uh, well, I don't know, maybe I was going to say maybe during production, they went and put him in boxing costumes, but maybe he had these pictures, you know, because he was a boxer in real life, probably.
0: He could. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, yeah. Like and folks, I was going to say, like I mentioned, like, it's a it's a, a picture of younger Karis boxing, but like mm-hmm. those like it, it looks it could be very well that he did those yesterday. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, and we also see on this dresser sort of, uh, hidden in the back there is this figurine of what I imagine is, uh, the Christ child wearing like a crown and kingly robes. I've seen this before, like in, uh, paintings and and candles, uh, is very like distinct image of Jesus as a young Boy, right? Usually, blonde hair, blue eyes, and you know that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing these very like regal uh, clothes. Um, but yeah,
1: well, I wonder about that. And there's only, of course, only one um, scene in the Bible with Jesus as a child, not a baby. And that's him in the temple preaching above his age.
0: Yeah, I wonder if that is a a, a Catholic thing. The you know kind of like the focus on on that like specific like uh, we you know everybody has you know Jesus as 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 the man uh, mm-hmm. and then as the newborn baby, but like there's this. It's only on like Catholic paintings and candles and stuff like that that I see him as a a boy.
1: Well, that's interesting. I I can't I can't remember. Maybe should look this up earlier. But but there's um. That that story is only in a few of the gospels, I believe. It's not one that's in all four of them. So I think there there are some. You know, you I, I hate to say it like this, but there are. You know, you you can't. Oh gosh, I'm getting myself in trouble. <laughs> but like, but there, you know, you can pick and you pick and choose, which isn't what I'm trying to say. But like there there are emphases that certain sects of Christianity or even like certain, like I'm a, I'm an atheist and I'm secular. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I focus on the gospel according to St. Matthew, which is a little bit more politically minded and a little bit more service oriented. Right. Um, I just interviewed a documentarian, Abigail Disney, um, oh. this week. Mm. She came to school, which is super cool. She's so wonderful, Lester. Oh. She's one of my favorite oh. people. Okay. And she she talked about not having faith, but that the Sermon on the Mount means so much to her. Right. Mm. So you can go through the Bible and pick these parts that are interesting to you, or, or you know what to emphasize, what to de-emphasize.
0: Yes, and uh, Keenan, I think like you were you were a little bit hesitant to say that, <laughs> but no, like no no no, I think I think you're absolutely right. And folks, uh, it's it's unavoidable here. Like our our religious kind of like opinions and views are going to kind of come pouring out of this, the, I mean, we're talking about the movie, the exorcist. So, but I, I think that is a thing that, uh, all, um, at least Christian branches are not, not guilty of, but like they have their own, like, we're going to focus more on this part. We're going right. to focus more on this part. We're going to focus more on this part. And this is, I, I, I think this is kind of like what you, um, what you run into when you have like say um oh now how oh, oof I
1: don't wanna I don't want I don't wanna dig okay. Were you this gonna say a C word? No, 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 then, no. Oh, they're usually like cults or something.
0: No, the no, 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 no. Um this is this is gonna be a heavily edited thing, but I'm going to keep it in because no, this is this is a thing that I want right. to talk about. Um and I think that does become problematic, as does this uh, issue with like all religions is when, uh, we as individuals, or maybe even like uh, a specific, uh, group of people might focus on maybe the more, uh, exclusive parts of these religious texts, Mm -hmm. uh, these these religious texts that say like this type of person is bad or this type of person uh, does not belong or should be uh, corrected or punished or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, the whole thing. And again, like let us, you know, let us, I feel like I sound like a priest myself, Um, (laughs) but you know, let's, let's remember folks that, you know, uh, this is a book that is uh, you know, uh, a a couple thousand years old and it's a translation of a translation of a translation. And it has passed through the hands of people who, uh, might have like, you know, edited it and changed it for, you know, their own reasons. I mean, I'm thinking specifically of, uh, King James, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and King James is, we know, uh, you know, King James Bible famously, right. In the King James Bible, there is that, you know, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was in like, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right about this but you know correct me if I'm wrong. Uh anybody write in uh, that was put in by King James himself. Mm-hmm. Um the the original line was thou shalt not suffer a poisoner to live but during that time um witchcraft was kind of like the the coke to uh, Christianity's pepsi in western europe <laughs> it was the you know it was the um it was the, the bigger religion and King James was like, How am I gonna how am I gonna, you know, like get an edge? And so he crosses out Poisoner, he puts in witch, and then now suddenly um, you know, it, it seems like uh Christianity is against this other religion th- that has nothing to do with it, and they have nothing to do with uh, uh Christianity. You know, it's it's yeah.
1: Those, it's a political thing. Right. Um and and some of it, you know, some of it's just down to even specific words like that that are uh, meant in good faith. I mean, it, there's a difference to some people, whether it's thou shalt not kill or thou shalt not murder. Right. Those are very different <laughs> ideas to some people, right? Um, and then even, you know, there's, there's, there's only so many, like, can you really give um, – these, these many multiple books, uh, the same equal weight, right? I mean, so can you, can you talk about, um, Jesus putting the, the demons into a pig? Mm -hmm. Like, is that as important as, you know, is that one story as important as the parable of the, uh, the prodigal son or something, you know, you have to choose just by the, the very nature of your bandwidth.
0: Yeah. And then also, we come down to um, mistranslations, things mm-hmm. like that, right? They talk about um, Moses. This is a famous uh, um, a mistranslation of Moses having horns mm-hmm. at one point. Like, after he hears the word of God, uh, he comes down from uh, uh, was it Mount Sinai, I think, mm-hmm. um, and, he, and he suddenly has horns. Um, and that was mistranslated from like he, rays, like rays coming out of his face. Like, mm-hmm. he was glowing, like, because he had just heard the word of God and he's glowing and he's, right. you know, with the good news and everything like that. But somebody, somebody somewhere, and hey, we have 2,000 years to mess this up so you know somebody <laughs> somewhere happen. yeah it'll happen um somebody somewhere like mistranslated that put horns and you can actually see like old paintings of moses with horns mm-hmm. be, just because uh, you know of a, of a of a flub of a typo right. and and then well then what do you do this is a religion this isn't like you know an entertainment text mm-hmm. so then people come up to the priests and the and the holy scholars and they say why does moses have horns mm-hmm. and those people now have to give up A reason, And they're not going to be like, oh, that was a mistake because there's nothing, there's no mistakes in the Bible. Right. Right. Um, So now they have to think it was like, well, Joseph sinned because this Mm -hmm. and that, you know, Mm -hmm. and then fast forward, you know, a couple thousand years and we're following a, like a, a, a rule
1: that was created based on a typo. Right. right? And then that, that leads to, you know, to. Myths of oh, the true form of Jews is different from from the true form of Christians, right. and they have horns and things. Yes, yeah, and
0: that yeah, so so a whole lot of trouble from uh, this two thousand year old game of telephone mm-hmm. that we're basically playing, you know, in different languages and stuff like that. And boy, this is this is an, an interesting little uh, sidetrack we we got ourselves on. Um,
1: <laughs> but I well, I have been thinking a lot about the religion of the Karis family, um, mm. for instance. Why are they not? orthodox if they're greek why are they catholics Mm -hmm. um you know bladdy at some point must have been confronted with that idea and obviously there are obviously there are greeks of all sorts of faiths but (laughs) you know why 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 did bladdy decide to make them both greek and and catholic
0: yeah and i do recall uh so bladdy was brought up by his devout catholic mother mm-hmm. named mary mm-hmm. um so i'm wondering how much of mary caris is um or how much of mary blatty is in mary caris right um which uh, again backed with the you know the the tugging on the heartstrings so uh Karras takes off his uh priest collar and he sets it down on the dresser and that's when he looks at all these photos and as he then moves further into the apartment um he calls out Uh, For his mother. And we get a brief glimpse of another room um, with what looks like a shrine, and we can just make out that it's a shrine to Mary. Um, And now Karis moves through this room and opens some sliding doors, and we see that uh, this is where the radio uh, is coming from. Uh, We also see his mother in a chair. And I remember thinking when I first saw this that she was already dead, right? Um, and Karis was finding her here. Um, Keenan, I, I, I assume you had the the, the same impression the first yeah, time, yeah,
1: completely right. And, and she and she looks like that; she's, she's stone cold dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, my um, my grandparents passed away uh during oh. twenty twenty from COVID. Uh, to be, uh, both my both my mother's parents. And hmm. But, you know, I spend a lot of time with them. And I can remember even as a child, you know, when they were 30 years younger, you just yeah. look an old person. in <laughs> Sorry to say, I mean, you know, yeah. if an old person is sleeping really soundly, peacefully, I mean, you, I often had that that thought that, oh, oh, this is it, they've passed away
0: yeah yeah that's a for 30 a, a, years for, yeah <laughs> right. it's it's a scary thought and and i think i yeah i don't think that's uncommon i mean I right. like new mothers will like mm-hmm. sleep near their babies and they'll just like every now and then they'll just wake up and they'll check those they'll like okay like put put a finger under their nose just make sure make sure because how can you tell with right. with uh with a, a like a very very young person or a very very old person like sometimes like when they sleep, it looks it's like it's very hard to tell. So they they check and they check, you know, um, check for the heartbeat, check for the mm-hmm. pulse, and all that stuff. Um, so no, I don't think you're alone uh, in in um, uh, in in that at all. Right.
1: I think I, I think uh, you answered my question about why why we make. Them Catholic. Oh wait, no. But why are they Greek? That was my question. Right. <laughs> right? But the but the idea of vener- this little shrine that you point out of the mm-hmm. veneration of Mary and the veneration yeah. of mothers. Of course, that makes sense with the rest of our film. But yeah. Right. Now, why right. are they Greek? I
0: I don't like I'm and maybe I just haven't done enough research to, <laughs> to, to like to wonder if Blatty is Greek or if he grew up in a. Not um, that I saw. Um, yeah. Greek, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you would think that like like it would kind of come into play at some point right like mm-hmm. some kind of like you know like story of their immigration or, or or um yeah like you say like like why not orthodox um but i guess you need catholic for the exorcist um, <laughs> i
1: suppose so yeah. right so yeah but then yeah why aren't they from oh you know from italy from or, spain right exactly spain, yeah. yeah yeah um
0: yeah i don't know and that's the other thing is uh i mean i remember very very young looking at this uh watching this and not knowing you know not having the the, the advantage of the internet um, and seeing that Jason Miller looks like Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm, right. and seeing those pictures of him boxing and hearing another language that sounds vaguely Italian mm-hmm. and, you know, with the music and everything like that, it, like you could be forgiven for like, just kind of like not even thinking of it at all, but just like assuming it's like, okay, they are, they are from the country of far away. Um, sure. mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, they're from they,
1: Catholic town, Europe. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're Catholicville.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got the shrine again to, to mothers. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, like going back to that, that first reveal of Mary Caris. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's that she doesn't stir when he enters the room. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've seen, I, I think i've seen too many movies where like the tv is going or the radio is playing non-stop after someone has has passed away right. that seems to be like a, a a favorite trick of filmmakers to have the uh illusion of life uh, like a radio or a record player. oh that's
1: a really good point my right? favorite of course is in arachnophobia do you know that movie
0: oh yes oh, and the, yes. the
1: couple who is watching wheel of fortune uh, yeah <laughs> that's horrifying
0: or or oh, spoilers guys they're not watching wheel of fortune <laughs> um if anybody's watching *Wheel of fortune it's the spiders who have taken over exactly <laughs> screaming at the screen it's charlotte's web <laughs> these idiots let me crawl up this guy's nose um but yeah like that I've, I've seen that in other movies as you know as we've as we just pointed out right. But like that's a that's a, i don't know i don't know why filmmakers keep going to that it's a it's a it's a very creepy very jarring um trick
1: yeah that's a really good way of thinking it. like life has gone on because it's a it's a one way broadcast right so right as opposed to like you know a phone call or some kind of human interaction it's like things are still things are still being sent out or beamed to this person and they're not able to receive it anymore right
0: that's Vanna crazy. white's not gonna stop turning the letters and be like hang on hang on
1: mary why
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, that's not the case here. Um, so Damien leans in and whispers, mama, and she stirs and sees him. And like I said, this last shot, after we've seen where she has to live, after we've seen how she has to live, this last shot is of her looking so happy, so mm-hmm. joyful that her son has come to visit her. And it's here we hear her call her Demi uh, for the first time, um, as is short for Damien. Um and this is where our minute ends. Uh, we end again on two characters who were alone, but now they are together. And for a moment, for just a moment, those evil thoughts and those uh, those evil themes, remember those three evil ones, the doubt, isolation, and despair, those are expelled once again. Uh, they'll be back. But for now, I'm glad we can close out on this embrace between mother and son. They are together and the darkness has been uh, chased away for just a little bit. And maybe that's what's going to help me through this next couple of minutes, heartbreaking oh, as they geez. are. Right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find something to hold on to, and I think that's it's the fact that they are together now, and that for now, uh, the darkness is gone. Um, I s-
1: s- wanted to pipe in, and something that bleeds in from our minute here into the next one is is Father Karis uh, sort of stripping off his uh, not he doesn't have vestments exactly, right, but right. stripping off his priestliness. So what's done in the book with an internal debate about whether he is, should sign his name with an SJ or not? I mean, just taking off that collar and and that's gonna go even forward um in the next couple of minutes where he looks less and less like a priest as the scene goes on more and more like a son
0: yeah oh my god keenan he goes from father caris oh, to, to son demi oh my god <laughs> we didn't we didn't even plan that
1: folks wow <laughs> we don't plan anything so yeah right.
0: i'm sure i'm sure friedkin planned it i'm sure glad planned it um yeah and the
1: costume designer sure <laughs> yeah yeah well, we're
0: just we're just two we're just two guys who who are discovering this thing as we go um but yeah and oh Uh, just one more thing uh, before we finish up here, guys. Um, Let's introduce this actor. This is uh, Vasiliki Maliaros, and this is her first and only acting role. Um, Freakin' discovered her in one of the Greek uh, diners he was frequenting and invited her to play Mary Karis in the film. And she had not acted uh, before or since. And listeners, I want you to remember this as we watch these scenes with her because I think she does some amazing work, very subtle, very well done. And I completely believe the relationship of mother and son between these two actors. So keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah, that, that is so interesting. I mean, she, not not only, so I mean, imagine you're this old lady, right? And, you, and they probably make her look older than she actually is, right? Just by the, with caution makeup. But you're this older, middle-aged lady you've never acted before. And now this guy comes in and is like, hey, I won an Oscar last year. <laughs> I want you to be in a picture. And uh, it's one thing to be like, oh, I want you to play the mother of this priest and you're going through some trouble. But then to say like, and then we're going to put you on a bed later and you are, you are a ghost or something, <laughs> you know, like, how do you, how do you talk to someone, not an actor about that? Because I think, I think it makes a lot of sense to go to a non-actor to play certain parts. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's this idea in Italy that comes out after the war, Italian neorealism, right? It's this really famous movement from, from Italy. And it was this political movement that was uh, fighting against the idea of the government being really inept. And so they were like, we're not going to shoot at the studios, which were funded by the by this, by the country, basically, by the Mussolinis. Um, we're not going to shoot at the studios and make things glamorous. We're not going to try to recreate Hollywood. We're going to go into the streets and deal with like these real locations and talk about real social issues and we'll, we'll use non-professional actors. And they would go and... And cast someone not not always like hey we're we're hiring a butcher so we're going to be a butcher but sometimes you know or so, or sometimes they would do that they would get oh you're an old pensioner, a um, uh, college professor who's really lonely and you only live with your little dog let's cast you as that but sometimes it'd be like oh you know who do you look like you look like you look like um, a longshoreman even if you're an accountant <laughs> right? Right, right and so we're going to put you in this and and uh, Caesar Zavatini who's the main uh, film theorist behind this movement Neorealism, he said that basically anybody everybody in the world could play at least one part oh. right anybody in the world and, and you know you and i are actors and we like disappearing into you certainly like disappearing into roles yes, covering yourself up so. with makeup and and prosthetics and accents and i like accents um <laughs> but yeah the idea that anybody your mother could could play one role it might be a lot like herself mm-hmm. um but but everyone can be an actor
0: right interesting oh wow okay so i have to i have to check out some more uh, italian films then from that really uh, from really that good time.
1: stuff yeah bicycle thieves is the most you know famous one so
0: bicycle thieves okay all right okay so boy we wow we covered a lot we we went down some some roads in this one. Who boy um keenan is there anything else we want to add for this minute no let's get away from this minute as fast as we can <laughs> let's leave these two alone yeah okay so keenan are you thinking what i'm thinking i think i am lester All right, folks, until next time. The the power power of Colonel Sanders compels you. you. Merry Christmas, everyone.